0: You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Well, there are several ways or approaches to studying the the doctrine of the second coming of Christ, one of the most popular ways is to study a particular passage uh, in the Bible or a book in the Bible, and of course, uh, that often happens to be the uh, the Book of Revelation. Uh, in the vast majority of cases, studying the uh, the Book of Revelation, uh, in principle, I'm I'm not against studying the Book of Revelation apart from other books in the Bible. Uh, in fact, in the in the original historical context, the book of Revelation was, was read by seven churches, right? So, it was studied or read as a self-contained body of, of literature, a book. Uh, although uh, one qualification to that is that most of those churches uh, would have had already – they already would have been instructed with the tradition of Jesus' teachings – uh, especially the Olivet discourse that would have been handed down uh, as a tradition to churches, and many of these churches uh, in Asia Minor uh, would have likely had copies of Paul's letters, including the Thessalonian uh, epistles. So they would have they would have had this background to the Book of Revelation. So it wouldn't have been completely disconnected. The theology wouldn't have been uh, disconnected from uh, from how they would have read the the book of Revelation, and and I understand there are a lot of small Bible study groups out there as well as church wide sponsored Bible studies that are studying the book of Revelation, uh, and that's good. I mean that's. You know that's to be encouraged. Obviously, we need we need more churches uh, studying eschatology uh, instead of ignoring the book, right? Um, but you know, over the years, though, I've I, I've received feedback from a lot of people uh, over you know you know what they've been studying, what their churches have been studying, and a lot of them are. You know, have been studying the Book of Revelation as a self-contained book, and some of them have expressed that you know uh people in these study groups and in the church and even the some of the the the, uh, the leaders of the Bible studies they've been confused, they've been confused on like the structure of the Book of Revelation, a sequence, and and uh in other words, they they've often got lost in the details, and we know the Book of Revelation has a lot of details. How do you relate? You know the the seals with uh, trumpet judgments or certain sections like chapters twelve through fourteen, which I believe is essential to understand that 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 those three chapters are parenthetical, and goes back and unpacks the, the uh, key events such as the great tribulation and, and other events. So again, I, I'm not in principle I'm not against studying the book of Revel, the book of Revelation as a self-contained. Uh, book in that fashion. However, I do want to suggest a more practical way of studying the Book of Revelation. You know, we believe that the books of the of the Bible have been progressively revealed by God to God's people to His people. Uh, with, of course, the Book of Revelation being the very last book that was written. So, I'd like to suggest that the best approach to To studying the Book of Revelation or the doctrine of the Second Coming is a what would be called a biblical theological approach. So, for example, beginning in the Old Testament with, say, Daniel and giving us that, a temporal framework, and then moving on to Jesus's teaching in the in the New Testament in the Gospels, uh, particularly the the Olivet Discourse in Matthew twenty four, Mark thirteen, Luke twenty one, all parallel accounts. And that's where Jesus gives us a concrete outline to the events surrounding the second coming of Christ. Uh, and then moving on uh, to both of the, uh, the Thessalonian epistles, where Paul gives further description of, of these uh, second coming events. And then then concluding with the book of Revelation, which is, fills in the details. I think it's a very common sense approach as well. Very pra- uh, uh, it's theological, it's uh, practical. And, and so, you know, as you're working through Jesus and Paul and the book of Revelation, you can, be, you can also be drawing from the Old Testament prophets, not just Daniel, but, you know, other prophets uh, uh, such as Joel and Zephaniah when you talk about the day of the Lord as well. So these four main passages in Daniel – all of the discourse, Paul's teachings in uh, Thessalonians, and the book of Revelation. I, I think the these are essential. At least that you got to study these to, to have a really a really competent study on the doctrine of the second coming. And so they all follow that progressive revelation again, culminating in the book of Revelation. Back a few years ago, I wrote an article uh, on this very topic, and I used a a quote house. Metaphor, the house metaphor, and I, I used it because I think it illustrates it very well of this approach to studying the second coming. And I started with Daniel. Okay, now there's there's four Fs. There are there's the foundation, the framework, the facilities, and the furnishing. Okay, when you build a house, right? When you build a house, you start with the foundation, then you build the framework and then the you put in the facilities and then the furnishing. And these four passages correspond to this procedure of building a house. So Daniel, Daniel would be the first F, F the foundation, okay? You have to obviously you, you 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 don't begin with when you build a house you don't begin with the furnishings, right? You begin with the foundation. Uh and so, before anyone frames the house, wires, and decorates a house, you know, there must obviously be a foundation. And I, I framed houses in my early 20s, so I, I know a lot about the importance of foundations. Uh, the foundation that I'm referring to is a temporal foundation. That is, this, there's a time reference, a temporal reference, in which the events surrounding the second coming of Christ is going to happen within. And the book of Revelation provides us uh, this foundation, especially Daniel nine twenty four through twenty seven, and chapters ten through twelve as well, uh, uh, give additional information on this. Uh, the archangel Gabriel revealed to Daniel that God would take a chunk of history, four hundred and ninety years of human history, to fulfill redemptive purposes. And we we learn that it's the last seven years that is the most significant, a time when key eschatological events will unfold in proximity to the second coming. Okay, uh, and this the seven year period is still yet to happen. Uh, if so, if, if this temporal foundation is not laid, okay, then the the interpretive house of eschatology. It's not going to be sturdy for the framing and other aspects of the house. A perfect example is that is that uh, the time the time frame of of three and a half years is mentioned frequently in the book of Revelation. well, if if one dives right into the book of Revelation without this background knowledge in Daniel, they're often going to be confused over hey, where, where did this time frame come from and what's the context of it? right? But if you begin with Daniel, then you're going to situate this temporal framework for for later study when you go into the book of Revelation, okay? And, you know, we see this shaky foundation from preterism and historicism, you know, which denies a future seven-year period. And even many post-Tribulationists deny the futurism of the seven years, so consequently, the the their eschatological houses, you know, the it, you know, to, again to use this uh, metaphor of a house, they don't, they're not, their houses do not pass the building code. They have cracks in their foundation. So the first F is the it's the foundation. The second F is the framework. So once you get the, the foundation right, once the foundation is laid, then the framework of the house can be built. That's the walls, the floors, the roof, windows, doors. And so this framework is found in Jesus' teaching in the Olivet Discourse, and which is likened to, again, the next stage of this house building. And the Olivet Discourse includes Matthew 24 and 25 in the parallel accounts in Mark 13 and Luke 21 and even uh, uh, the account in, in Luke 17. And Jesus describes what's going to happen uh, before the midpoint of the seven year period, and what happens after it. And his emphasis is on what happens, at, uh, what begins at the midpoint, and after it, and that is the second half, uh, describing the Antichrist, great tribu- great tribulation that will begin at the midpoint, and then at some some time during the second half. It's going to be cut short with the coming of Christ to gather his people, which is followed by his judgment upon the wicked. And this is followed by then Jesus gives many exhortations to be spiritually watchful for his return. So Jesus provides this framework uh, that's going to make the house more sturdy. So you have the foundation, you have the framework, and then after you have the framework built, then you can put in the facilities of a house. When the framework is in place, the next stage of house building are the facilities, such as you know heating, air conditioning, electrical wiring, plumbing, etc. Uh, and this third key eschatological biblical prophetic passage is found in looking at uh, Paul's Thessalonian epistles, first and second Thessalonians, and what Paul does is he he draws actually from Jesus's teachings in the Olivet discourse, but he the, he develops them, uh, giving more information, providing these facilities quote facilities such as you know describing more the depiction of the resurrection rapture more in-depth actions of the Antichrist and different aspects of the day of the Lord so if we if we have a proper understanding of Paul's teaching uh, the house codes right the house codes can be approved and then and then what people can move into the house because once you have the foundation the framework up and the facilities now it's time to move into the house and what guess what furnish the house that's the fourth f uh furnish so you have again you have the um foundation framework facilities and finally the furnishing so again you don't build uh you don't begin building a house by the furnishing right uh that's kind of um getting ahead of yourself it's the last aspect of building a house and so you're ready to move into the house and begin what decorating it, the furnishing, decorating it, furniture, pictures, oven, refrigerator, paintings, carpet, window treatments, right? Well, similarly, the book of Revelation provides the furnishing, furnishing to our understanding of the second coming. Uh, we have a context, right? What's the context? The context is a built house. We have a built house, and now we can place these details in the book of Revelation Within this whole doctrine, the second coming of Christ, and this is why we we see so many odd interpretations of the Book of Revelation, because they have a a defective foundation, uh, they have a defective framework, and they have a defective, or may they may not even have the facilities in the house. So, you know, this uh, I, I think this is a wise approach to this pre- uh, this procedure in my opinion, uh, of studying the, the second coming of Christ, you know, again, be, uh, beginning back in Daniel, working through Jesus and Paul's teachings, before, before you get into a systematic study of the book of Revelation, you're going to really have a lot of framework and context when you approach the book of Revelation, and you're going to appreciate these details much more, right? And they're going to fall in place better. Right, you may not understand every aspect of the Book of Revelation, but a lot of these these events and details are going to make more sense if you have this background. In fact, I when I when I wrote my book Antichrist Before the Day of the Lord, uh, I, I I took this approach. I have three sections in my book: uh, the Antichrist, the Antichrist Great Tribulation. Is part one. The second part is the rapture. And the third part is the day of the Lord's wrath. And in each of these sections, I took this progressive approach and traced these major Bible prophecy passages on the second coming in that order. And I think it's been very helpful for people. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode.